I was doing a wedding a couple of weeks ago, and uh, this was a wedding that I was conducting for a family in our uh, wider community. In fact, I've uh, almost become the chaplain to this family, it seems. They uh, have four daughters, and uh, this was the uh, their third daughter, the wedding of uh, their third daughter. I'd done the first one, the second, so they asked me to do the third one. And uh, so I, uh, I said at the start of the, uh, early on in, in the ceremony, I said, well, um, spring brings with it a number of different things, doesn't it? It uh, brings with it um, football finals. Not a good result for my team last night, by the way. <laughs> spring brings with it football finals. It, it brings with it daylight savings. Um, and in their case, uh, it brings with it uh, Smith family weddings because they always have them at, at, at the same weekend in September. But what else, when we think about it, does spring bring with it? Let me just pause for a moment about the daylight saving bit. By the way, heads up, next, uh, this coming Saturday, daylight saving. Uh, put your clocks forward, giving you just advance notice on that so that you turn up for the opening prayer, not the closing prayer, next Sunday. <laughs> But spring, of course, brings with it seeds and growth, flowers coming out and, and buds on the, on the trees starting to bloom and, and uh, colours uh, and all of those things. Uh, my, my sister um, uh, went to the uh, Tulip uh, uh, Festival uh, up at uh, Sylvan, I think it is, uh, d- during the week and uh, saw some photos about that. And, and so all these, uh, all these things are a part of spring. And uh, so uh, what we're focusing on this morning as we continue this series on, on the greatest stories ever told, the parables of Jesus, is quite appropriate really because it's about seeds and growth, seeds that have been planted and how they grow. Now, as I think about uh, this time of the year, it's not just seeds that are growing, mind you. Lawns, the lawn is growing, weeds are growing. And uh, in our case, we're playing a bit of catch-up because we were away for such an extended period of time. Uh, we're, we're only just starting to, uh, to, to plant seeds in our garden. Uh, typically, we w- would have done that much earlier. But Jesus tells three parables here in Mark chapter 4 that Lynn read to you. The parable of the sower, the parable of the growing seed, and then the parable of the mustard seed. And in between, there's, uh, there's a little bit about being a, a, a light uh, or, or a witness, uh, shining forth Jesus' light. But other, other, and at the end of Mark chapter 4, there's, uh, there's the account of Jesus calming the storm. But the rest of Mark 4 is filled with these parables of, uh, of, of seeds and growth. Now, what is Jesus telling us these parables for? Why particularly does he tell three in a row about seeds and growth? And he he actually tells us that he's telling us about the nature of God's kingdom, the nature of God's work. Either side of these parables in Mark, if you look at the chapters earlier in Mark and what comes after in Mark, uh, there are are all kinds of real-life stories of Jesus bringing God's kingdom to earth. Jesus is bringing hope to people. Jesus is bringing healing to people. Jesus is bringing transformation to people's lives. But in the midst of that, Jesus says this, here in verse 3, listen, listen. So a crowd have gathered at the start of this chapter. They, they gather around him so many that Jesus has to go out in a boat on the lake because they're crowding around too much. And his first word is, listen. People have been seeing all kinds of ways that the kingdom of God has been at work. As I said, hope, 
healing, transformation of people's lives. And Jesus just says, listen. Still today, in the midst of all that's a part of our lives, how might we need to listen to what God wants us to learn about his work in kingdom too? Whenever Jesus says, listen, he's got something pretty important for us to hear. So how about I pray that we'll each truly do that this morning as we take a closer look at these parables. Lord God, our lives are full of all kinds of different things and even today there can be things that can be on our heart and mind. We can have all kinds of ideas and perspectives that help us to listen to you, help us to hear what it is that you want to say to us today and uh, to, to build that into our life in the way that you call us to. We ask this in your name. Amen. So parable number one. The first parable, it's, it's, uh, it's called the parable of the sower. And it seems to me that this parable, uh, seeds, see, it's not just about seeds being sown. Seeds just being sown isn't everything. That's, that's what I want you to understand about this parable. Seeds being sown isn't everything. Verses 3 to 12, Jesus tells the parable. But then he goes on to actually explain for us what it means in verses 13 to 20. And Lynn read that to you earlier. And what's clear is that God's intent is for seeds that are sown to grow. The God seeds that God sows as a part of his kingdom work, he intends them to grow in people's lives, in, in our lives, in the lives of other people. But just because seeds are sown, just because God's seeds are sown in someone's life, doesn't automatically mean that they will grow. Now, what is a God seed, you might say? Well, a God seed is, uh, is, is anything that, that, that God, uh, God places on our heart or our mind or prompts us or leads us or reveals to us or shows us. And, uh, and so anything, it, it can be anything um, about life and faith that, that, that can, we can characterise as a God seed. But just because those seeds are sown doesn't automatically mean that they will grow. That's what, goes, that's what this parable talks about. Instead, it's what the soil is like in our lives or in our heart that will either mean that those seeds, those God seeds, will grow as God intends them to or not. So I step back and think about that in, in, in a practical sense in my own garden, how true that is. The importance of not just being attentive to uh, sowing the seed in the garden. If I just sow the seed and, 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 uh, and, and not worry, it's not going to grow. I actually have to be attentive to making sure the soil is suitable for growth. I have to, I have to plough it, I have to put in a bit of fertiliser, a few other things. I have to be attentive to it along the way. And if I'm honest... In my own garden, a little herb garden and vegetable garden, sometimes I've done that well, and other times I haven't done it so well. The same can be true in our lives spiritually. We need to be attentive to the soil of our hearts and lives where God is sowing his seeds, not just as a one-off, but along the path of life and faith. And that's what Jesus talks about in this parable of the sower, along the path. The, the, the farmer is sowing seeds, and, and uh, so he describes four possibilities. Which, which one is true, I wonder, as we go through them of each of us? When God sows a God seed in us, four possibilities are described by Jesus. Possibility number one, they are snatched away, or they, those God seeds are snatched away, or they're stifled, even before they can grow. Verse 15, Jesus says, 
Some people are like seed along the path where the word is sown. As soon as they hear it, Satan comes and takes away the word that was sown in them. How does that happen? Well, it happens when, when I'm not open, when my heart is not open to what God might be saying or when I'm not willing to go there. God can plant a God seed in us and we, we can just say, uh, uh, no, I'm not going there. Or we can just brush, brush it aside. That's, that's exactly what, what, what this, one, this possibility is. The God seed is snatched away or stifled before it can go anywhere. Possibility number two. God seed doesn't go beyond the surface level in my life. Verses 16 and 17. Others, like seed sown on rocky places, hear the word and at once receive it with joy. So excitement and joy, and this is wonderful, but since they have no root, they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. It can be easy to just follow Jesus in ways that meet our needs. It can be easy to follow Jesus in, around our expectations or our agendas. Plenty of people did that when Jesus first spoke these words. That's why he was saying them. But where our faith is really tested is, so to speak, when the rubber hits the road in life, when challenges come our way, or when God seeks to go deeper in our lives. That's when it becomes evident whether, whether, whether our faith is more than just a surface-level faith, but it's actually something that we're prepared to, to, uh, to, to, to allow God to be at work in ongoing ways, going deeper, going further, and in and through life's challenges and faith's challenges. Possibility number one, the God seeds are snatched away or stifled before they can grow. Possibility number two, God seeds don't go beyond the surface level in our life. Possibility number three is, as Jesus describes it, God seeds get squeezed out. Verses 18 and 19. Still others, like seeds sown among thorns, hear the word. But the worries of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth and the desires for other things come in and choke the word and make it unfruitful. As I reflected on this, I think this is very relevant in our times. This is a relevant truth in our days. The issue of there being too much else in our life, essentially. So many different things in our life that we can be focused on, that can stifle or squeeze out the growth of the God seeds in us. Jesus even describes some of those things. The worries of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth, the desires for other things. Any or many of these things can be obstacles to the God seeds that God sows in us, growing to be all that they could be. And, and I believe that's as true in this generation and, and in these times as it's ever been. Busyness. So our lives filled with so many different things that if we're not careful, we, we, we cram out the most important thing, the God seeds growing in us. Jesus describes here that his purpose and his intent for all of us is significant growth. Not just a little bit of growth, but significant growth. Verse 20, others like seeds sown on good soil, hear the word, accept it and produce a crop, some 30, some 60, some 100 times what was sown. Seeds, just being sown isn't everything. It's the soil. It's how we receive it. It's, it's what we do along the way that, 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 is, that is important as well. But alongside that, not only seeds just being sown isn't everything, what we see isn't everything either. What we see 
isn't everything. Verses 26 to 28, as we go to the second parable, Jesus said, this is what the kingdom of God is like. A man scatters seed on the ground. Night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts and grows, though he does not know how. All by itself, the soil produces grain, first the stalk, then the head, and then the full kernel in the head. The reality is, God's work goes on whether we are aware of it or not. Sometimes we're aware of God's work, but the reality is a lot of the time we actually aren't. Sometimes we can see it, and perhaps more than we realise, we aren't even aware of it. God's in control of what goes on. We're not. And even when we can't understand or see what's going on, God is still at work. Even when the wheels of God's work may seem to turn ever so slowly, God is still at work. We only have part of the picture. And we are so limited in what we see and what we understand. The work of God and God's kingdom has a very real sense of the miraculous about it, as God works in ways uh, beyond what we are able to. But it also has a very real sense of the mysterious about it, as God works in ways that are beyond what we are able to grasp or understand. Isaiah chapter 55 is, uh, is a part in the Bible that has a remarkable passage uh, that, that gives a sense of, of growth. Uh, it gives us a, captures a sense of growth in God's kingdom. But uh, not only that, but it gives us a, a sense of the greatness and goodness of God and God's bigger picture purposes that go beyond our limited perspectives. Isaiah chapter 55, reading from verse 8. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater, so is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. You will go and then describing... God's, uh, uh, God's kingdom, you will go out in joy and you'll be led forth in peace. The mountains and the hills will burst into song before you and all the trees of the field will clap their hands. Instead of the thorn bush will grow the juniper. Instead of briars, the myrtle will grow. This will be for the Lord's renown, for an everlasting sign that will endure forever. But the point of this passage and the point of the, 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 the parable, the second parable here of Jesus, is that God's work is beyond what we can grasp. God's, uh, God, God's kingdom is, uh, is, is, uh, is a kingdom work uh, that goes beyond our perspectives. We can try and put things in a box. We can try and, uh, try and get a, a, our best understanding of things. But ultimately, we are limited. God is not. Ultimately, we have part of the picture. God is has the full picture. In God's kingdom work, seeds being sown isn't everything. What we see isn't everything or understand isn't everything. And thirdly and finally today, size isn't everything either. The third parable as we come to that here in Mark chapter 4 is one that focuses on the size of a seed in God's work. Verse 30, what shall we say the kingdom of God is like? Or what parable shall we use to describe it? It's like a mustard seed, the smallest of all seeds on earth. Yet when planted, 
It grows and becomes the largest of all garden plants with such big branches that the birds can perch in its shade. On our recent travels around Australia, there were many big, big, spectacular things before us. And they they blew me away. The rugged mountain ranges, huge rock like Uluru, things like that. But as significant as those things were, what I came to discover too was that there was also incredible wonder in what was small. When a desert flower like the Sturt Desert Pea is in full bloom and we we see it. A tiny bird or sea creature and the the wonder of that, the amazing mystery of, of, of these beautiful tiny little things. Here in this third parable in Mark chapter 4, Jesus is making it clear that in God's kingdom purposes, size isn't everything. God takes takes what might seem insignificant or small, a mustard seed, what can easily be missed or mistaken or forgotten about, and he works to bring about his bigger picture kingdom purposes. What's the takeaway for us all in that? Don't brush off. Or ignore a God seed in you or through you simply because it seems so small or it seems so insignificant. Because you know what? God's work often starts small, with a gentle whisper, with a slight nudge. That small prayer, that, small conversa- that short conversation, that tiny act of kindness can be taken and used by God to, be so- to become something very significant in the life of someone else, someone around us. So as we close, what might God be doing in you, through you? What seed might God be sowing or growing, wanting to grow in your life that you need to be attentive to today? Are you listening? Are you learning? More of what God wants to show you about life in his kingdom. That's what, that's what these parables are about. That's what the people who first heard and were gathered around Jesus, were, were, that's what Jesus was seeking Not only listen, but learn. Life in my kingdom, this is what it's about. It's not just about the grand things. It's about the small things that can become significant in my purposes. It's not just just about what you see or understand. There's more to it than that. The nature of God's kingdom. And it's not just about the seed being sown. It's not just about the seed being sown, but it's how it's received what our response to that in the soil of our heart and life is back is like. Life in God's kingdom often can be so different to our way of looking at things. The whole point of Jesus' parables was to invite people to reflect and then to respond to his work. So I invite you to do that afresh now as I lead you in pray in prayer. Let's pray. As we come before the God of heaven and earth the God of hope, the God of healing, whose kingdom work is all about restoring and redeeming what's not as it could or should be in our world and in our lives. What does God want you to hear? What does God want you to see or understand? What does God want you to do today about his seeds that he sows in your life? And as we each reflect on and respond, are are there God seeds in your life that are being snatched away? Because you're not open to them? 
Are there God seeds in your life that are not going beyond the surface level? Yes, you, you, you receive them gratefully and gladly at first, but, 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 but they don't go deeper. Are there God seeds in your life that are getting squeezed out? Because your life is, because you're more focused, because things like the worries of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth and, and, and other things, busyness in this life are, are, are causing the God seeds to be squeezed out. Or are the God seeds, are God seeds sprouting and coming to bloom and, and springing up and growing in your heart and life? If we get stuck in the past, God, God's work in the past is wonderful and we thank God for that. But God is a God who is still working. And he calls us to continue to be growing. Not just, not just yes, I was, I was growing last year or, or years ago, but are you still growing? Are God's seeds still springing up in your heart and in your life? And as we reflect and have the opportunity to respond on the miraculous yet mysterious nature of God and his kingdom, how might God be working in ways that you haven't realised or in ways that you haven't recognised? And how might God be working in ways that he's chosen to use what is small and seemingly insignificant and yet has the potential to be part of his greatest work in your life or through your life. What might that mean and what might that look like in terms of your reflection on and response to that? Thank you, God, for the nature of who you are, the nature of your work, the nature of your kingdom that we can be a part of by your grace and as we respond in faith. So just as we close, just take a few moments just to reflect on and respond to what God is sowing or saying or doing in you or wanting to do in you today and moving forward. Thank you, gracious God, for the opportunity and the invitation to be a part of, of your kingdom, to be a part of your work, to be a part of your purposes. Help us to be people who grow in all of these things, who allow the God, your God seeds that you sow in us to spring up whether they, whether they start small or not, to spring up to be all that you, your purposes for them are intended to be. And we ask this in and through the wonderful mighty name of Jesus in whose name we pray.